Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day guys, uh, still getting a bit of backlash from my Benji Marshall podcast the other day. Uh, it certainly has kicked up some momentum and uh, look, I, I don't I don't take anything back. I understand, uh, you know, as I said the other day, the, the impact that Benji's had on culture and it is unreal. It probably is more so than the Immortals, but uh, playing ability and achievements, it still matters for me. I understand all the arguments that are being put forth to I me. Mean, that's the great thing about footy. You know, my argument, my opinion can be so different to yours. And uh, it's good to see a lot of respectful arguments uh, going on. A lot of people that obviously get very emotional when it comes to a Benji Marshall because he is a cultural guy. He does mean so much to people. And I completely understand that. And it's good to see. Yeah, especially from Tigers fans, as I always say, get passionate. Uh, I love the way that they stand up and always tell me to, you know, get stuffed or whatever. I think it's fantastic. And, um, you know, a a lot of Kiwi fans messaging me saying, oh, you're just a a dumb Aussie that hates Kiwis. I mean, all you have to do is look, listen to my last few podcasts over the last few weeks, look at my Instagram page, how much, how happy I am to see Benji doing what he's doing. I I think it's a bit of an overreaction, but that's what rugby league's about, unfortunately. Yeah. so, yeah, look, I've got so much respect for Benji and what he's achieved, but the one thing that I've probably copped more stick about than anything was when I talk about the 2005 Grand Final. Now, Benji Marshall is a premiership winner. He won in 2005. Unbelievable highlight. And I said the other day, look, that that premiership to me, yes, Benji Marshall won it, but it's not his premiership. And people have said, what on earth are you talking about? Some people get it, other people don't. Let me explain myself. So the way that I look back at premiership winning sides, there is normally a player or one or two players in that team that I look back and go, geez, that was their team. When I say that was their team, you're looking at the captain. You're looking at the guys that talk behind the post when they're down, when they're behind. You're looking at the guys that you look to when the game is close and they're going to deliver the big play. You look at the guys that want the ball when the game is on the line. You're looking at the guys who are the leaders amongst that team. And... For me, I've said the last week or so, you've all heard me say it. For me, 2005, that premiership belonged to Scott Prince. And it definitely does. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. Benji Marshall played an unbelievable role in it. Could they have won it without Benji? Probably not. Could they have won it without Scott Prince? 
Definitely not. Not a hope in hell. Scott Prince was the beating heart of that 2005 Tigers side. I will always stand by that. And people people have mentioned me saying, oh, I haven't seen any Scott Prince highlights. It's like that is honestly the most irrelevant and stupid argument you could ever possibly come up with. I cannot believe people want to put that argument forward and think that it has any legs whatsoever. Yes, Benji Marshall's flick pass is the highlight we'll ever see. It's the unbelievable moment. Did you notice a couple of weeks, you, you've probably completely forgotten it was so long ago and it wasn't a highlight moment, it wasn't talked about much, but Scott Prince was given the captaincy a few weeks before the finals, yeah? He had such an influence on this team that Tim Sheens, a very experienced coach, made the decision, I need to make Scott Prince the captain of this side. He did that. We got to grand final night. Benji had his unbelievable offload. It's the moment you always see from that grand final. It was Scott Prince that was the star of that game. The captain, the main voice, the top kicking game in that side, the Clive Churchill medalist. Now, people telling me that Benji had no impact on that game, please wake up to yourself. Join the rest of us in reality. He was the Clive Churchill medalist. He was the best on ground. He was the best leader in the club. He was the man that won this premiership for them. Benji Marshall was unbelievable, no doubt about it, but a lot of what Benji did came off the platform that Scott Prince laid. That flick pass, it came off a kick. It was brilliant. It was individual brilliance, unbelievable stuff, no doubt about it. That game was won by Scott Prince, though. His kicking game, his control over the game was unbelievable, and I will always look at that as Scott Prince's premiership. That was the highlight of Scott Prince's career when he stood up. Now, as I said, is that a negative on Benji? Not at all. He was a young fellow, yeah. He'd played two or three seasons of first grade. I think he, I don't, he might have played his 40th game that season. Yeah, it's no negative on Benji Marshall. But when you look in retrospect of his career, does Benji Marshall have a premiership if Scott Prince wasn't in his team? I don't think so. I don't think there's any hope in hell the Tigers win that premiership without Scott Prince. And that's not a huge insult on the Tigers. I mean, you take halfback out of every premiership winning side. I'm not sure if they win. You take the halfback out of the Raiders 93 side that look just about unbeatable. They go out in straight sets. But don't undervalue what a good halfback does. Please do not undervalue what a good halfback does. It is just ridiculous to tell me that Scott Prince wasn't the man in that side. It is. It defies belief that people could have this argument. I can only assume... They're either too young to remember it. They've grown up on just highlights of that grand final, which is Benji doing his flick pass, doing amazing things, or they're just kidding themselves. I don't know how on earth you possibly come to that. And, you know, it's very similar to I've got people messaging me saying, oh, Cooper Cronk, are you serious? Well, look, he had the best team around. Like, I've spoken about this a lot. The best players, they're at the best teams. Fucking shock me. Uh, like unbelievable revelation there. The best teams going for the best players. The Roosters and the Melbourne Storm have been the best teams of the last decade. Gone for Cooper Cronk, both of them. It's the only two clubs he ever played for. No shock. Now, as I said, 2005, I look back at that as being Benj- uh, being Scott Prince's team. Yeah, He was the leader of that side. He was the man that did the talking behind the post. Same as Cooper Cronk always was. He was the man that called the ball. He was the man that directed them around the park. He was the man that created space for Benji Marshall. Like what Cooper Cronk does in Melbourne, he's the man that creates the space for Billy Slater, these sort of all-stars, English, these sort of guys, Yeah. Don't undervalue their role. It is embarrassing to hear people try and undervalue halfbacks because they have good players around them. It's ridiculous. And I went back through 
us 20 grand finals. And just to give you a bit of an explanation, how I would how I look back on these grand finals and how I recall whose grand finals they are, who the guys that I look back and go, yep, that was their premiership. That was their team. They were the guy that had to stand up. They were the guy that had to deliver. They were the emotional barometer of that footy team. And I'll start with the 2001 Knights, a pretty easy one here. Definitely has to be Joey Johns. He was unbelievable in this grand final. He was unbelievable that season. You've got to remember the Newcastle Knights, they're coming up against the Parramatta Eels here, who were one of the best teams we've ever seen. For me, they are the best team to never win a premiership, and it ain't close. This was an unbelievable side. And Joey, he delivered on the biggest stage. Yeah, he delivered on the biggest stage, on the biggest night, with all the pressure in the world on him. This is after delivering only three or four years earlier in 97. I probably look at that 97 side, though, and I probably think, you know what? That's Paul Harrigan's side. He was the leader of that team. He was the main voice. Fast forward four years later, the main voice is Joey. And that 2001 premiership, it will always belong to Joey. That is the moment that he cemented himself in rugby league history. 97, he was part of history as well. No doubt about it. Set up the winning try. But 2001, that was his team. Yeah, that was his team. You've got to remember 97. Once again, not taking away from that moment. It was unbelievable. But Matty Johns takes a shot at field goal. That was the man they were trusting when the game was on the line to deliver that play. It hit the post. And then Andrew Johns, being the immortal, the absolute legend he is, he clicks into gear. He sees John Hopawade at marker. I know that him and Matty had done tape over the last few weeks. Whenever they saw a winger at marker, they knew they always chased in. You always dummy and went when there was a... Uh, winger at marker. That's what Matt, Matt, Matty and Andrew Johns, I've heard them say. And Andrew Johns clicked into gear and took it in that moment. 97, I look at that as being Paul Harrigan's premiership. 2001, no doubt about it. For me, that's Andrew Johns' team. Let's go forward to 2002, the year after, and pretty easy one here. This is Freddie's premiership. If it would have gone the other way, I'm sorry, it is Stacey Jones' premiership. That would have been the premiership that you would remember. It would have elevated Stacey Jones to a whole new level. And then if Stacey Jones had won that grand final, if he was on the winning side of that game, I wonder how this Benji Marshall conversation's going all of a sudden. If he had the premiership in 2002 that was his, he was the main guy in this team, are we still putting Benji Marshall above Stacey Jones? Because for me... Winning those premierships and being the main man in that team, it really does matter. Something to think about there. But 2002, definitely Freddie's premiership. He came back in about the year 2000, turned a corner and was unbelievable. That night in 2002, kicked a 40-20, laid on a try for Craig Wing, laid on a try for Brian Fletcher, had the moment where Richard Villasani comes out and beats the living shit out of him, gets up and delivers. There's that scene of Freddie coming back with his hands raised, unbelievable scene. First Roosters team to win since 75, and that one was Freddie's premiership. 2003, Penrith Panthers. I'll always remember this one for Craig Gower's premiership. No doubt about it. He was the leader in this team. Absolutely tough as nails. Uh, Luke Prittis, he was the best on ground in the grand final. He was unbelievable, Luke Prittis. I still think it's one of the most dominant grand final performances we've ever seen, if not the most dominant. He was unbelievable. For me, I will always remember this as Craig Gower's premiership. He was the leader in this side. He was the main voice. He He controlled their kicking game. He did a lot for the Penrith Panthers. There's Craig Gower, the emotional barometer for me. A lot of guys that came close. You've got to remember um, the, the hair pair in the back row. They were sensational. Preston Campbell at six. He was unreal. Reese Wesser, unbelievable. Ryan Girdler also in this side right up there. But Craig Gower, I'll remember this as Craig Gower's premiership. 2004, Canterbury Bulldogs, really interesting. Um, I look back, and you obviously had Brent Sherman was the halfback. We had him on the podcast the other day. A massive moment in his career to win that premiership. The general Luke Patton at fullback, unreal. 
But the guys that I remember this premiership for, it's that forward pack. It's your Marco Mealy's, your Willie Masons, these sort of guys that are in that forward pack. They were unbelievable that season. And for the years surrounding that as well, I will probably remember this as the Bulldogs forward packs premiership. I don't think there's a standout individual in this team that really owned it. Steve Price as well. He didn't play in the grand final, of course, but he was massive throughout the entire year. So there are exceptions to the way that I look back on these premierships. And there are a few that I'll talk about, but 04, they were a real team, Canterbury, a real team. They had some champions on the bench in Thurston and in Sonny Bill Williams, Rennie Matura, another young bloke that was in this team. But that 04 side, they were just a team of champions. And that forward pack, that's where it all came from. They were unreal. So I would probably look back as it has been the Canterbury Bulldogs forward pack in 04. 05, I've spoken enough about this one. For me, it's Scott Prince. You got Benji, you got a Brett Hodgson. They were unreal. Uh, but for me, it has to be Scott Prince's team. 2006, easy one here. We've spoken about Joey. We've spoken about Freddie. 2006 was owned by Lockie. Uh, Sean Berrigan, Clive Churchill medalist in this game, was unbelievable. Shane Webke's last game. Petro Seven receiver up front. But for me, Darren Lockyer owned this team. And in the biggest moment in the grand final, the ball came to Lockie and he hit the field goal. This was his team. This was the peak of Lockie's career for me. He'd played in premiership winning teams before with the Broncos, but there was Langer. Devin Walters, there was Gordon Tallis. There was other guys that at that point in their career, I would probably put them in front of Darren Lockie as far as owning those teams. Even in the year 2000, Lockie got the Clive Churchill, but I would say that was Kevin Walters' team. That's how I'll probably remember that one. 2006, no doubt about it, that was Darren Lockie's premiership. That is the premiership that we remember from Darren Lockie when he was the main man. He had the keys to the engine. He was the guy. 2007, really interesting. Now, obviously, the Melbourne Storm lost in 2006. They returned in 2007. They win that premiership. And, you know, you could probably choose any of the big three. GI was also amazing in this game. This is another one that I probably don't have an absolute standout as to who this game belonged to. Could have gone a few different ways. GI was uh, unreal in this one. As I said, could have gone a number of ways. The big three were still very young at this point, only in the fourth or fifth year of their careers. Cooper Cronk, this was really his first year as a starter as well. Uh, Slater, still quite young. Smith, still quite young. GI burst onto the scene at this point. So this is one that could go a couple of ways. There was a couple of older heads in this team as well that you could put up there. You know, your Dallas Johnson wasn't even that old at this point, realistically. Brett White as well. But for me, the big three and Greg Inglis in that one, it would go to one of these guys. If anything, this is potentially Craig Bellamy's premiership, this first one, to be honest with you. Uh, he pulled together this young group of guys with a sprinkle of experience across this team and did unbelievably well. 2007, another one of those years where bit of the exception, uh, not the example for me as far as this topic goes. 2008, the year after the Melbourne Storm returned, Cameron Smith out for that grand final. The Manly Seagulls absolutely give it to them. And for me, when I look back at the 2008 Manly Ringer Seagulls side, it has to be Matty Orford. He was just unbelievable that year, Matt Orford. He played such good footy, it just wasn't even fair. And he was the guy that owned those big moments for the Manly Seagulls. He was just so impressive. I believe he won the Dalian medal that year. Uh, he was unreal in the grand final. So impressive. Brent Kite, uh, he did get the man of the match in this game. And there are a couple of older heads in this team that obviously you could look at. I mean, you've still got guys like Jamie Lyon in this team, Brent Kite, Matty Ballon, Watmo, Glenn Stewart, Brett Stewart. But I think their time will come over the next few years. 2008 will always be the grand final and the season that I remember going to Matty Orford. He was unbelievable that year. 2009, 
We see the Melbourne Storm return once again. Another grand final, another premiership that I'm not sure if I can really split these guys, to be perfectly honest with you. I thought the big three, they were unbelievable this season. Greg Inglis as, as well, he was unreal. Brett Finch came in and did a fantastic job for this side. Obviously, this is another one of, obviously, with the 2007 as well, one of these salary cap seasons. So won't dive too far into this. But another example of... The big three, I think it was hard to separate them in 2009. That'll change over the next few years. 2010, really interesting one here. Wayne Bennett coach Dragon side won this competition, and this will probably be an unpopular one, but for me, there was two guys. Uh, the first one was probably Jamie Soward. I thought his kicking game was unbelievable. He was a guy, their entire game plan was get to the end of sets, kick to corners and bury teams down there. And Jamie Soward was the reason why they were allowed to do that. He was the best kicking game in the competition by an absolute country mile. And when the big moments came, Jamie Soward delivered. There was the semi-final against the West Tigers. He kicks a beautiful field goal from about 40 out to send them into the grand final. Unbelievable scenes. There was then the grand final. He puts in the kick, the first one to to Mark Gasney to score the first try. He was everywhere, Jamie Soward. Another guy on this team, Darius Boyd. Uh, he stood up unbelievably this season. His ball playing was second to none. One of the best decision makers we've ever seen in rugby league as far as peeling off threes on twos and whatnot. He was incredible. People can bag him for how his career ended. Say whatever you want. Do not forget, 2010... He was arguably the best player in our game. He was unbelievable, Darius Boyd. On the grand final day, he stood up as well. Two or three try assists, he was unreal. Other guys like Dean Young, Ben Hornby, these guys all come to mind. If you said to me, no, this was Dean Young or Ben Hornby's premiership, I wouldn't push back on you. I completely understand that. I would probably go Soward or Darius Boyd. Probably Soward for me, though. But there are a number of guys that put their hand up there. 2011 Grand Final. Another one that's really hard to split for me. Obviously, you had DCE and you had young Kieran Foran that were in this side. They were very young. They really did own this team. They did sensationally. But for me, I think it's three guys. I think the Stewart brothers and Jamie Lyon. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. These three are unreal. These, this is the premiership that I look back and think, yeah, the Stewart brothers and Jamie Lyon, they really did own this. They had young halves in the team and they just made their life so easy. Jamie Lyon was incredible. Glenn Stewart in that grand final, Clive Churchill medalist from memory, he was unbelievable. Brett Stewart had a great season. They're the guys that I probably look back on the 2011 premiership and think, yeah, they own that one. Now, 2012, Melbourne Storm return. Controversial, Cooper Cronk. This was Cooper Cronk's premiership for me. People forget just how good Cooper Cronk played in about 2011 to 2013. I'll talk about it later in the week. I've done some numbers. So between 2011 and 2013, Cooper Cronk, he played 67 regular season games. Yeah, 67 regular season games. He got 78 Dally M points from 67 games regular season. He won the 2012 Grand Final. He was the Clive Churchill medalist in that. You'll remember the play that I talk about quite often. An 
unbelievable pass to Billy Slater, one of my favorite players of all time. Cooper Cronk, this is the grand final I remember him for. He was a big part of that rebuild after their salary cap dramas, and he was the glue that held this team together. An incredible footballer, Cooper Cronk. Uh, and those two years, he was unbelievable. I know he finished his career with three premierships in a row, which is unbelievable, but 2011, 12, and 13, Cooper Cronk was on another level, and no one was close to him as far as halfback play goes. Did he have highlights? Nah. If you tie up 2011 to 2013, Cooper Cronk, you're in for a boring watch. But... Good God, he was playing unbelievably. And this is what I talk about in the highlights era that we live in nowadays. Guys like him, they're criminally underrated and underappreciated. The next year, 2013, the Sydney Roosters, a number of guys were brought into this squad. The two fellas that were brought in that I think had the most impact, Sonny Bill Williams, James Maloney. These two were unbelievable. Um, I would probably have to share the points on these two. I think Sonny Bill Williams changed the culture so much. And James Maloney, he just gave them a new set of confidence. Uh, You could argue James Maloney is another name we'll talk about in 2016 with the Cronulla Sharks. But that Roosters team came down to Sonny Bill Williams and James Maloney for me. An incredible performance by both of them that year. 2014 rolls around. This is probably the grand final that I remember for Sam Burgess and Greg Inglis. Uh, Two absolute champions of our game. Two of the best we've ever seen in their respective positions. And they both just held so much emotion. Sam Burgess, obviously, this is what is probably going to put him in rugby league folklore forever. An unbelievable player. But to achieve what he did that night with the injury he played through probably is Sam Burgess for me. But Greg Inglis, he put the full stop on this game, scoring that try at the end. They do not make, let alone win this grand final without either of these two guys. If one of them was missing, I don't believe they make it to the grand final that season. It was unbelievable 2014. You can tell me Burgess or GI wouldn't have any pushback. Adam Reynolds, another guy that was, you know, that oh, I think we forget how young Adam Reynolds was this year. He was he was the uh, he, he was the Daly M Rookie of the Year in 2012. So this is only two years after making his debut. He won this premiership. Still quite young. And I think we remember Luke Keary. He was even younger at this point. Johnny Sutton, another guy you could throw up here. I just don't think he's in the same caliber of that Burgess and GI for me in that team. 2015, North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, you know, you've got Matty Scott. You've got Jonathan Thurston, which I think is the obvious answer. I think Michael Morgan has a lot more push to be the guy in this team than what people give him credit for. I think he was incredible in the biggest moment in the grand final. He stood up, but I think it is hard to go, hard to go past Thurston. This is the moment that he will forever be remembered for. The field goal in the grand final to win it. I've been very vocal of this over the years, but even I still look back and go, 2015, that was Thurston's premiership. Yeah, he'd been at the club for a long time. He'd been through a lot of disappointments. Uh, had a fantastic 2015 season. They won the premiership there with him as the skipper. So him, but then I had I have Morgan. I have Matty Scott not far behind him as well. 2016, the Cronulla Sharks win their first premiership in their history. An unbelievable moment. The obvious to me, Paul Gallen, uh, he'd been at the club forever, had done unbelievable things in our game, hadn't lifted that trophy, had caught plenty for it, had been through a lot of shit with the Blues and whatnot. For him to win in 2016, I thought it was sensational. Great to see the Sharks win. Probably the it's probably is the premiership I remember for Paul Gallon. It's another one I remember for Mick Ennis. Uh, champion fellow, champion bloke, champion footballer. Mick Ennis, he's a guy I remember for that. James Maloney as well. I mentioned him before. I don't think they win this premiership without Ennis or Maloney arriving. I think they were two critical parts. You could also say Luke Lewis as well. When you look back at the career of Luke Lewis, he obviously had the 03 premiership. He was a very young winger at that stage. He comes in 2016, uh, did unbelievably well. Clive Churchill medalist. Controversially, I think that 
Andrew Feeder was probably the best on the field, but off-field indiscretions probably cost him there. But Luke Lewis, still not a bad pick for Clive Churchill medalist at all. So a couple of guys you could choose from there, but I think that premiership will always belong to Paul Gallen. I think he's the face of the Cronulla Sharks. 2017. Melbourne Storm. Uh, Billy Slater, this is his return season. Cooper Cronk has a great year as well. But this is the one, I'll probably remember this one for Cameron Smith. I thought he was unreal in 2017. I thought he was great in the grand final. I thought he was very unlucky not to get the Clive Churchill medal. I think that the storyline surrounding Billy Slater probably got him the Clive Churchill medal there. Uh, I thought Smith was unbelievable. But you could argue Billy Slater as well, and I wouldn't push back on you. His story story of of redemption and whatnot is what we remember from that season. I wouldn't push back on either of those. Uh, 2018. 2018 and 2019, obviously uh, the Sydney Roosters going back to back and depends how you want to look at this. I think Luke Keary was unreal in all of them. James Tedesco was unbelievable in them as well, delivering in big moments. But obviously Cooper Cronk left the Melbourne Storm who won in 2017 and arrived at the Roosters. They went two in a row. He won three in a row. So I can understand historically how you want to look at this. You could look at it and say, oh, it's got to be Cooper Cronk. He won three in a row. He delivered in all these. He was only on one shoulder. The Roosters still wanted to play him. I understand that argument. But I'm also torn because I think Luke Keary and James Tedesco were unbelievable in these both of these seasons. So you can take your pick there, but I think it comes down to for 18 and 19, you have to mention those three names. They're the ones that come to mind for me. 2020 last season, obviously had Jerome Hughes, Cameron Smith, Ryan Pappenhausen, Brandon Smith doing unbelievable things. They were all incredible. The grand final came. The biggest moments came. The Melbourne Storm led. Cameron Smith was unreal. The Penrith Panthers started to get back into it. And it was Mr. Experience that clicked into gear and really took over, controlled this side, got them back into the contest and won that grand final for them. For me, it has to be Cameron Smith. You've got to remember the circumstances as well. This team was away from home. They're living out of a suitcase. He was an unbelievable leader. And of course... He does it without Cooper Cronk. He does it without Billy Slater. Yeah, first premiership that Cameron Smith has won without those guys. So for me, 2020, it has to belong to Cameron Smith. And there's guys, if you have a look at the competition right now, 2021, you have a look at, you know, the teams that I think can win it. I mean, the Penrith Panthers right up there. If they do manage to win it, I think after what they've been through the last few years, it'd be hard to go past this not being Nathan Cleary's premiership. If they do get it done, I think it would elevate him to a new level. If South Sydney were to get it done, geez, is this Latrell Mitchell's premiership? Is it Adam Reynolds's premiership? There's a number of guys that could put their hand up there. I would say that if South Sydney win a comp this year, Adam Reynolds leaves at the end of the season. We will probably remember this as the premiership of Adam Reynolds. Yes, he won in 2014. He was a young fellow then. He was steering the ship. No doubt about it, but I don't think he was in the top two players that I would remember as 2014 being their premiership. So very interesting for the South Sydney Rabbitohs if they win this year. The, I mean, who else are we talking about here? The Paramount Eels, if they were to win, I mean, you're probably looking at a Mitch Moses there, a Clint Gutherson, it'd be their sort of premierships. Um, you know, the Roosters obviously have a number of injuries, so if they were to, geez, it'd be hard to go past James Tedesco, wouldn't it? Uh, just as far as... You know, the players that are out and the sort of capabilities that this guy had, just how much of a leader he's been. Uh, I know they lost on the weekend, but I mean, if we see a Manly Seagulls come through and do something unbelievable this year, that would have to go to Tommy Turbo, no doubt about it. And of course, the Melbourne Storm. 
Um, you know, if you're looking at the Melbourne Storm right now, this premiership, you would have to think this one would sort of have to belong to Cameron Munster. He's the main guy now. He hasn't quite stepped up so far, but, you know, when you look at the back end of the season and the guys that you want to rely on in the biggest stages and the biggest moments you're looking at, Cameron Munster, Harry Grant, Ryan Pappenhausen, these sort of fellas. The 2021 premiership is a long way away from being decided. There's a lot of twists and turns still to come. But as I said at the start... I got a lot of stick back looking at uh, the 05 Premiership and saying it's Scott Prince's. That's just an idea of how I would look back at the last 20 years of Premierships and who owned those big moments. It's the guys that want the ball in their hand when the game is on the line. It's the guys that when you're behind on the scoreboard, you have a try conceded against you. These are the guys that talk behind the crossbar, that get their team back up to stand up again in the big moments on the big stages. Yeah, These are the guys that I remember in these premierships. Let me know if you think I've got any of them wrong. More than happy to have a conversation about those. Probably have got some of them wrong realistically, especially some of you guys that are actual fans of these clubs. You might remember them for different people and there's always unsung heroes in these teams. I mean, I'm thinking about 2010 Dragons, Bo Scott, an unsung hero in that team, an unbelievable effort by him. A lot of guys in a lot of these teams that were unsung heroes that I probably haven't mentioned that's probably a little bit unfair. So send me a message if you've got any of them, and I, and I might have to go back through them and maybe mention some of these guys. Cheers, guys. Have a cracking day. 